Hi, Maggie here, and as a vocal coach, it is my privilege and honor to work with passionate singers just like yourself. If you love to sing, but maybe believe that you're not good enough yet, that you can't really learn to sing those high or low notes without hoarseness, or maybe you struggle with insecurities, well, then this podcast is for you. During our time here together, you'll get tips, tricks, and motivation to grow as a singer, develop your voice, and make your big singing dreams come true. So, ready to take your singing to the next level? Let's go! Hi, and welcome to this new episode. Today, I have a very special guest um, coming on the show. His name is Matthew Parkin. He is the founder of the awesome Ukulele Academy. And he, he came, well, maybe I should tell you this. We met through the coaching program that I'm in. And all the people that are doing that coaching program came together this past month in Phoenix, Arizona. And it was just great to connect with everyone. And he was one of the people there. And when I found out that he was um, a ukulele uh, instructor and I was in the singing world and he's in the ukulele world, I mean, you put A and B together, we clicked it um, immediately. And we started talking about topics that... I recognized a lot that came up for singers, you know, topics like perfectionism and topics like how can we get into the flow of music? And, you know, vocal technique is very important. Um, and, and, and at one point, we have to let go of thinking about the techniques and just trusting that they are going to be in our muscle memory. And so all these different topics came together when we were talking and I'm like, we need to we need to record this and have that on the, on the show. So without any further ado, let me just play you this beautiful conversation that I had with Matt. And um, in a few days, or I think in a week, he's also giving a ukulele workshop. So if you do want to join that, I'm going to link it in the description here below. Um, Matt is just an amazing guy. It's all about the fun of music. And as a singer, we want to accompany ourselves and the ukulele is the best instrument to do that. So um, let me play you that conversation that I just had with Matt. Enjoy. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Here we go. Matt, so good to have you here. So good to have this conversation with you. Um, well, first of all, let's start and give our listener a little introduction. Can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? And yeah, who are you? Right. My name's Matthew, and I help grown-ups that have never played an instrument before learn how to have fun making music, principally with the easiest instrument in the world to learn ever, which is the ukulele. It's small, non-threatening only has four strings and five-year-olds can play it. Therefore, the rationale is that anybody that has kind of got to a sensible age, like, you know, they can work a washing machine, drive a car, use a mobile phone, maybe you know, fill out tax returns. There's no way that they cannot learn how to play the ukulele. It's just a process. And once people get their head around that and I show them process in basically three hours mm -hmm. by which they can learn any song they ever want to learn, um, we just have fun and that's it. Did I hear that right? So in three hours, if someone follows your process, after those three hours, they can play any song they like on the ukulele. 
they have a process that they can adapt to any song. They won't know all of the chords, but they will know how to learn the chords effectively so that they can play the song they want to play. I mean, we do obviously start off with very simple chords and a very simple song. I mean, within within 10 minutes, I have them playing a song. Um, it's a very simple song that doesn't involve a lot going on, but it's still a song. It's still a, a musical thing that they can do. And then within three hours, they can follow the process and they, they understand that they have a process that they can use that will enable them to learn what they want to learn. We basically learn the ukulele one song at a time because it all starts with songs and wanting to share music. I love how your approach is different than mine with singing. So I love hearing that you're working from the process um, and, and from the songs, like you say, one song at a time. And I'm working from the techniques. And I find it, I do want to steal a little bit of your idea there that you can use certain techniques within a song. And then that's how you build up the skills, right? Yes. Am, I, am I assuming that right? That's exactly how we do it. We, um, I mean, the, 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 the kickstart workshop that I'm about to run uh, is, is a kind of a great opportunity for people to see whether they like learning from me, see whether they like learning online and see whether they want to learn the ukulele. But then the course that people go on to after that, we literally take two songs a week, sometimes three, but two songs a week for six modules, six weeks, and we slowly build up so that they get to the end of that and they've been through the horrible part of the learning curve mm -hmm. where everybody sounds awful, but they get support and they get to the end of that and they, they know all the basic chords and they have the confidence to move on and go, yeah, I can do this. So that's it. We, we, we do it quickly because adults have a tendency to want to be perfectionists, don't uh -huh. they? Can we talk about that? Well, first, I have so many questions for you, but let's talk about that perfectionism piece because that is something my singers struggle a lot with and they're afraid to share anything before it's 100% perfect or, you know, how do you help your students move through that? Um, I think a lot of the time they see me not being perfect mm. and because I'm not. Nobody is. We all make mistakes, but how we learn is we make mistakes. And it's a lot of the way, I mean, okay, one of the classic things I have people saying, well, I haven't moved on to module two yet because I'm not brilliant at module one. But the thing is, in order to get good at the, the songs in module one, you have to move forward and keep going. And the thing is with the ukulele, if you're learning from scratch you're starting off and you've got no idea how to move your fingers so you learn a couple of chords and they sound a bit bad and then you carry on doing the yoga the the, the finger yoga for the next chords that you learn and the ones after that and then suddenly you realize after about three weeks that the first chords that you learned that you can't couldn't do at the time are actually easy now because you've done the physical process of learning how to move your fingers effectively in different situations. Mm -hmm. So you go back to week one and you're like, I can do this. How was it ever difficult? Because you're doing things that are harder and finding them yeah. difficult. Yeah. So perfectionism just gets in the way of that. You've just got to just 
accept that the process works and the process is about getting it wrong and is about sounding pants for a while because you're a beginner and all beginners in everything are rubbish for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's through going through being a bit rubbish that you get good. I want to talk about that because many singers and I'm assuming many musicians think, and this is the question I get all the time, you need to have talent to do this. What's your take on talent? Talent is the ability to follow the process and trust that there are going to be results from that process. I love that. Um, talent, the, 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 the talent, okay, people say to me quite often, they probably say to you, uh, I'm tone deaf. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And very occasionally I find somebody that, is really challenged in terms of being able to hear the different pitches and work with them. But I have never found anybody that wasn't capable of improving mm. and enjoying the process of improving. And, you know, if you're on your own in your house, enjoying playing the ukulele and singing your favorite Beatles song, who cares what it sounds like? Yeah. Basically. And the thing is, everybody does get better. So I, I just, I think, do you need talent? No. Do you, do you need to have the desire to enjoy music? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I found something very interesting when I was at university um, about that talent. Um, I was in a class with, I think, 25 other singers, right? And it seemed like half of them, I labeled them as the talented singers. They seem to do everything like just right away. And then the other half of the class seems to have to work really hard. And like you say, follow the process and do the exercises. And I was in that second half. I wasn't the person that could do something right away. I had to really train myself and train my voice. And I realized that after a while, during the course of, you know, those three years we had together, my ability started to surpass those that I called the talented singers. And that's just because what you say, we were following the process. We were training our muscles, our vocal muscles, while the others, they didn't. It just came easily to them and they kind of stayed stagnant to where they were and their level. So I, I do agree with what you say. Talent is not about the ability to be able to do something right away. But talent is about being able to follow the process and be consistent with that. So thank you for sharing that insight. Absolutely. I think we are both in total agreement with that. And it's, it's, it's so important. It's, it's, um, it's having the, the discipline to do your five or 10 minutes or 20 minutes every day. And also having the, 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 the self-care to say if you miss it okay just do it the next day mm -hmm. don't miss two days but if you fall off the wagon that's fine because everybody does no one's perfect no one does it all the time but it's just getting back on and just understanding that you know we're all human i want to highlight what you said every day 10 to 15 minutes I have some singers I work with and they tell me, yes, I am committed to practice for two hours a day. 
I'm like, that's beautiful commitments, but are you sure you can keep it up for the next month? Like that's a very, very strong commitment to make. So I, I love what you said about small, small, small little chunks of time are enough. It's about muscle memory, not per se about, you know, the amount of time that we put into it, but about the consistency. Absolutely. I mean, I, I say to, I say to my guys, I mean, that, that's a, another kind of big kind of thing that people ask me before they kind of come on the workshop is they say, oh, well, won't I have to practice loads in order to become good? Yeah. And no, um, it's five minutes. I mean, but basically, the thing that most, most people don't get shown um, in all the YouTube videos that everybody watches about learning stuff is everybody focuses on learning the chords, but that's not important. What's important is learning how to change between the chords, because that means that you can become fluid in that and you can change at the right times in the right places and it becomes music. And the the thing is, practicing a chord change, again, as you said, muscle memory, um, it's if you if you play a chord change 10 times, in a musical context, um, I, I always get people to change in meter as well. Um, strum, slap, change, weight is the mantra that my guys learn, okay. right? Which places it firmly within 4 4. So, like, hang on. Oh, yeah, I'm right so, s- strum, slap, change, weight. Strum, slap, change, weight. Strum, slap, change weight strum slap change weight and the thing is you've got you've got the weight for it to take a little bit longer and you can still stay in time it gets gets people used to going okay i've got to hit the chord change and where do i start off from that i think i digressed can't remember. Sorry, my brain is all over the place because i'm so excited about everything. I'm but the- loving it. I'm loving it cuz i started well i received a guitar years ago. I just couldn't do the the chords where you had to, you know, hold down two strings with one finger. In, yeah. In, I think in Dutch they call it barré uh, chords. I don't know how you say it in English. Anyway. Bar, bar chords. It's like, bar it's like, chords. Yeah. That's why I have a ukulele now because I thought, oh, it's just four chords and they're smaller. That's gonna yeah. be easier. <laughs> yeah. It's a, what it is. It is. Yeah. And I struggle with the chord changes, and I never thought that the problem was being able to change between the chords. I thought the problem was I'm not able to do it fast enough. I thought it was a speed thing. If you want to do anything fast on an instrument, I mean, I've, I, I mean, basically, I, I learned to play the ukulele um, in order to teach music, right? It's probably about my ninth instrument or something i don't I, I started off playing clarinet and saxophone and piano at school and then i played bass guitar and guitar electric and acoustic guitar they're different you have to approach them differently and i play the bit drums and I, I play lots of different things right and if you want to get fast at anything you have to practice it slowly and you have to then build up it's 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 about being accurate and being in control of your movements. It's the same with singing. And yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, Especially it, when, when we're doing riffs, right? It's like, yeah. I keep on falling in. 
many singers just want to do the riff as fast as they can. And I tell them the exact same thing. Let's slow down, slow down. the notes in there and then yeah. keep on building up. So I exactly. love how many similarities that we have. I mean, that, that, that's it. I, I, I've recently started taking vocal lessons, right? Mm. And I mean, I've been singing forever. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm 52 now. I've been fronting bands since my early 20s. And it's bizarre, Maggie. I'll tell you what, I've, um, I think it's probably in the past three or four years, I've actually really come into my voice, which has been weird. And I think it's, I've just relaxed into it. But I've also, in the past three, four months, I've started having vocal lessons and started viewing it as an instrument. And if I'd never thought to view it as an instrument before. Mm. How silly is that? Because it is. It How is. did that perspective change? Well, the perspective shift of seeing your voice as an instrument, how did that change for you in terms of practicing and getting better and, and developing your voice? Um, being more conscious of physically how my body is when I move between registers. Mm. I mean, up until quite recently, I've had like three and a half, four octave range, and it's starting to contract a little bit with my age, which is to be expected. But the movement, actually thinking consciously about how I expand, how I work when I'm crossing yeah. the the bridge between my, my body voice and my head voice, yeah. and and actually practicing that rather than just going for it, which I always used to do. And yeah, it's starting to view it as, a, as an instrument has, has got me thinking. Also as well, one thing that's come up, which isn't directly related to viewing it as an instrument, but really thinking about um, how, how I use the words and the lyrics to shape how I sing, and also um being aware starting starting to be aware of what sounds need to be produced in what way in order to come across um and yeah just thinking about it from a technical standpoint which i'd never done before i just got up there and sung and um, but it's it's great it's it, and also it's really nice just learning i mean i've got this facebook group where kind of people come along and do stuff and it's um, it's basically kind of more experienced ukulele players helping less experienced ukulele players. And I'm, I'm slowly shifting the focus to just enjoying music and using the ukulele as a way to enjoy music. And I, th I think we talked about this in Phoenix about, I don't, I don't know. I, I've, I've kind of, I've gone through a lot of, cause basically I, I, I teach the ukulele, but as I said about five minutes ago, it, I don't really consider myself to be a virtuoso ukulele player. I use it to accompany myself singing and I use it as a tool to teach, but there's loads of better ukulele players out there that can do all this stuff. And like, I kind of used to berate myself for, um, for, for, for not being a good ukulele player. I was going through kind of a certain amount of, let's say imposter syndrome because, uh, you know, I, I don't consider myself to be a good ukulele player, but, I'm a really good musician and it's more, I've shifted it to 
talking about my journey as a musician and my love of music and how I get enjoyment out of music and how I use music in my day-to-day life with everything that I do. And as part of that, every week after my um, my vocal lesson, I go live in my Facebook group and say, right, this is what I'm working on at the moment. There could well be some mistakes. And uh, yesterday I sung Lying Eyes by the Eagles and I got to the last chorus and I just went, oh, I'm going to stop this. I'm not enjoying it. It's a bit rubbish, really. And... But there again, last week I sung, um, oh, God, what's that wonderful song, Lady Gaga's song in um, A Star Is Born, the um, Not Shallow. Not Shallow, but the other one. Um, uh, Always Remember You This Way. Always Remember Us This Way, yes. Always Remember Us This Way. I love that song. It's an awesome song. And I tried singing it about three months ago, and it was a bit pants. Mm -hmm. And um, I sung it last week, and I... I pretty much nailed it. And that's what you were talking about, about coming yeah. back. So starting with like the basics and then continuing on and then coming back to where you started and seeing your progress. Yeah. And that's one of the main ingredients, I think, in everyone's journey, whether that's with singing or ukulele or any other instrument yeah. is being aware of your progress because oftentimes we don't see it. Yeah. It's not like, you know, that you get points every day that you can that you can see, oh, now I have a 10. And then yesterday I had an eight. Mm. That's not how it works. And so coming back to those things that you were working a few weeks or months ago can be very eye-opening for many, many people. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And and also I'd actually expand that to not just learning an instrument, but learning anything. Mm. There's, it's, it's sometimes really hard to see your day-to-day progress. But if you look back over a three-month or a three-year or a one-year period, it's amazing how far you come. Mm. And I think it's it's so important to hold on to that, that it's not it's not a linear journey. Mm-hmm. Learning anything is not a linear journey. It's 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 there's just various points where you go, oh God, I can do this now. Maybe the maybe the the 10 minutes practice a day I've been doing is actually paying off. Mm. And I mean that's another kind of actually how I'll share this with you as well. It might be it might be useful for your singers. I mean, I I encourage when people start off with the ukulele them to have the ukulele out, like next to the kettle or next to the fridge. So the kettle's boiling. They pick up the ukulele. They do ten chord changes. They put it back down. They go away. They come back uh, an hour later. They do another ten chord changes, but working practice into your kind of everyday routine so you know i suppose for your guys you you walk back in through the door when you get home from work and you sing for two minutes or whatever it is and but those those kind of like just working your practice into the fabric of your day rather than going right i'm going to sit down now and i'm going to practice seriously for 10 minutes just bring it in you know i love that idea and that's, I think, where the shower singing comes from. Shower singing is good. <laughs> yeah. Shower. I, I need to take more shower. Actually, I, I, I don't sing in the shower. You don't? I, you, do you I, sing in the car? Are you a car singer? I sing everywhere. Everywhere, I'll, but not in the shower. Yeah, I everywhere, but not in the shower. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be in the supermarket and my, my, my 16-year-old go, Dad, shut up, you're doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> 
so cool. I want to I want to dive deeper in what you said about the enjoyment of music because I really believe that that's where our two worlds really meet. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And this is definitely something that the singers I work with struggle with sometimes. They're learning all these techniques. They're at right chest voice, head voice, mixed voice, bite, cry, twang, all those techniques. And then when they're singing a song, their mind goes there, mm. and it's really hard. There comes a point where we have to let go and just trust that it's in the muscle memory. So the challenge that many singers have is how can I, you know, get into that flow? How can I get into that enjoyment and focus on that rather than the techniques and having it to be perfect? What is your, what do you do? How do you do that? For me as a teacher or for me as a musician? Let's hear both. Okay. For me, as a musician, actually, I'm going to rewind slightly and clarify this, quantify this. One of the things that I've found really interesting in my journey as a teacher is I learned to play instruments or started learning to play instruments at a very, very basic level 40 plus years ago. And I actually can't remember a lot of the process that I went through then because I was a kid and you don't think about it when you're a kid. You think about things a lot, but you're a lot more in your head as an adult. And it's really interesting talking from talking to my, my, my people, my students about how they learn and how they feel as they learn. Cause it's totally different, different. And sometimes I have to qualify and say, well, actually, awesome. How, 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 are, how are you learning this? Cause I can't remember. And we talk about that, but it's, it's, it's quite interesting, the two different bits. The, the, the letting go, I find with my students, that's one of the hardest things. And the letting go and just enjoying it happens quite a way down the line. They might, they might see the effects of it. I mean, for example, there's, there's one, one guy I cite, who, who joined, joined me about two years ago, and he really wanted to sing Happy Birthday to his grandchildren. And he learned the song, literally, he learned Happy Birthday probably within about, you know, it's one of the first songs we teach. Yeah, you know, it's really quite straightforward. And he used it really, really easily and quickly. But it was, he was very much kind of in his head about it. He was thinking about it. But he immediately received back the joy of being able to share that with his grandchildren. Um, so I would say it's a while before you can just lose yourself and do it and not think about how you are doing it. But one of the ways that will get you there is to see the communication, is see how you're affecting other people and hook into that because that kind of gives you the buzz that maybe drives you forward mm -hmm. and i mean one of the one of the women that helps me in my membership now um she's probably been playing about two years and sabina she's great she's um she went along to a jam and there was other instruments there and they basically everybody took it in turns to kind of present a song and she initially was like i can't do this i can't present a song and 
I mean, she, she phoned me up specifically to tell me about this about a month ago. And she'd always just viewed herself as being, yeah, a student that could play along with other, other people on the ukulele and knew the chords, but she played a song and she found all these other proper musicians because she didn't view herself as a proper musician. They joined in with her and were playing along with the music that she'd started. And she just said it was the biggest rush she'd ever had. She was just completely like, this is it, isn't it, Matt? This is it. This is, this is it. This is why we do it. And it, it's those sort of moments that kind of creep up on you and you suddenly kind of, you suddenly go, oh, I'm doing this. And that's when you kind of lose the thinking about the technique. But it, I, I see what you're saying. It's how, how do you lose that, that thinking about the technique and just get into the music? By just getting into the music yeah. and using it. And that's, I mean, for my students, that's what they're finding. That's what I see them finding. For me, as a musician, once I've learned the basic parts, I just dive in. And, and part of me learning a song, if I'm singing it, is just to sing it in the supermarket, much to the embarrassment of my children. Or, I mean, I was, I was in a yoga class the other day, and I, I just suddenly started singing a Joan Armour trading song. And I wasn't even aware that I was doing it. And they all turned around and looked at me and I was, was that out loud? That wasn't in my head, was it? <laughs> I mean, we, we were luckily, we were at the end of the yoga class just packing up and it wasn't too intrusive, but I just, it just comes out. It just seeps out. I can't help it. And it's kind of those sort of moments where you just sing and you just let it out. I, I don't know. I, I can't. No, I think I do get the feeling. Like it's a feeling, right? It, we, we, you cannot explain it. It's, and I, I get it because I've felt that feeling before. And I'm just hoping that our listener will get it too, because their goal should be to feel that feeling at one point throughout their journey. Yeah, and or well, several points, loads of points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that kind of bit where you're driving in the car. Actually, this is something I find a lot of my students say. They'll be driving the car, listening to music. And they'll suddenly realize that it's not just this music thing over there that they're listening to. They start actively listening to music. They start engaging with it and they'll, they'll be listening to it going. Oh, you're frozen. Don't freeze now. Is it me or is it you? One, two, test, 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 one, two. They have enough knowledge. Oh, sorry. Can I interrupt you? Because you were yeah. frozen and I missed it. So the, the line was, they would be sitting in the car and they go. And that's where you froze. I've just checked my internet connection. I think we're going to be okay, Maggie. Yeah. So they're, they're sitting in the car, right? And they... They'll be listening to the music, okay, and um, they'll suddenly realise that they understand what's going on. They, 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 they go, oh, I, I heard that change. Oh, I think I recognise those two chords. And, oh, I can hear the pattern now. And they start actively listening to music. They start hearing 
the the repeated patterns. They start being able to identify stuff within the music and start, I suppose it's, I mean, it must be for you, like kind of, or, I mean, I find I, I speak Spanish as well as English. And um, the, it, it's almost like when you're learning a new language, you're, I don't know whether you found this, but you're in the middle of a cloud, right? And you can't understand anything, right? And then slowly, you can understand more and more when you're listening, and more and more. And the cloud just slowly kind of dissipates, and you then you kind of just get more and more and more understanding. And music's a language; it's like that. And a, a lot of the time, the first kind of shift my students see or hear, more accurately, is is when they just start listening to music, and they're not listening to it as a casual observer anymore. They're listening to it as somebody that understands a bit and through that they understand more and that's the, when they, they kind of realize that they it's different it's different you know and they're getting into it my singers that i work with they tell me the same all i heard she was applying twang there or yeah. oh, i heard that she's yeah. doing this, this yeah yeah good. it's so great let's, let's bring it back to um this is i think the last question kind of that i want to ask you matt because what you've been sharing with us is so amazing um Say I'm a singer and I want to accompany myself. I want to find some kind of instrument to accompany myself. Your advice would be the ukulele. It's the most easy and most fun instrument, right? Yeah. So if someone says, I've just heard and uh, I listened to this podcast, I'm loving what Matt has to say. What would be the first steps if someone wants to learn the ukulele and they want to do it with you? Search up the awesome ukulele academy on Facebook and you will find my Facebook group and my Facebook page and you'll be able to connect with me there. We're also on Instagram and all this sort of stuff. I'm going to be doing a podcast. I'm setting up a podcast over the summer and you're going to be one of my first guests, Maggie. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, come and find us. We're the, the, we have a, uh, yeah, there's a couple of lovely little communities, and it's it's really it's really nice. And um, but yeah, basically the ukulele is just hands down the easiest instrument to learn. That's why I learned it to teach people. Um, I started off teaching five year olds, which was great fun. A little bit mental at times. Large groups of five year olds. You, you, you need you need nerves of steel. You need you need to be hard as nails to cope with that kind of thing. But they're brilliant. I mean, some of them would be like you know changing chords and stuff, and some of them would literally be chewing the end of the ukulele. Oh it's great fun, dragging them around, hitting each other. It was great fun. Um, but yeah, basically the ukulele. It's it's just so easy to just pick up and just kind of like. You just sing and you play it and you've got these things and you've only got four strings. Look, four little strings, look at that. And it's the, the basic techniques you can learn very, very quickly and then you build up your muscle memory and it all just becomes easier and easier. And it's just fun. It's a laugh and it's tiny. You can put it in the car. Yeah. Okay, great. So the awesome Ukulele Academy and you have a workshop coming up, right? We've got a workshop coming up starting on the 4th of June. Okay. And it's it's running inside the Facebook group on oh, the Facebook group on Facebook. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and but there's also, I mean, yeah, there's there's kind of VIP options and stuff as well if you want to work more directly with me during that process. And it's just it's just great because you, you you immediately see progress. In the space of a week, you get to the stage, get from 
having no idea even to how to tune it. I get people tuning it, understand the process. And tuning an instrument is easy. You just need two pieces of knowledge and a little bit of information. If you can, if you know your alphabet up to G and you can use stairs, then you can tune an instrument. It's really that and, and you've got a mobile phone with an app on it. You can tune an instrument. It's easy. And then you just follow the instructions and we have a laugh. And that's it. Because if it wasn't fun, I wouldn't do it. Hmm. That's so great. Well, I'll link up the, um, all the links to the Facebook group and the the workshop that you told us about in the description here. Um, anything else that you want to add to this conversation? Um, no. No, I... I... Just a little bit about teaching. Um, I mean, I I just love to teach. I mean, I've done loads of different jobs. I've always been creative. They've always involved um, either making things or doing things. I was a cabinet maker for a while. I ran a renovation company. I was a professional musician, touring with people. Did a lot of that in my 20s. It was quite fun. Um um, but it's teaching. I just get more satisfaction out of than anything else. I love it. Um, and yeah, the more people that come and learn how to play the ukulele, the happier the world will be. It's as simple as that. The more people that, you know, play an instrument or sing generally, the happier they are. And it's, it's all about that kind of inner stuff. It's, I mean, I, I hate to say it. It's yeah. It's a bit, it's a meditation, isn't it? It's, it's kind of, it's taking yourself out of your daily life mm -hmm. and doing something that is purely for you that's creative. Mm -hmm. And it's why I like yoga, it's why I like gardening, it's why I like making furniture. Um, it's cooking, I like cooking. It's a process that gives a result and it's just fun. Yeah. It's beautiful that's it, that you, really. That you get to make the world a better place through that medium. That's how I see the work that I do as well. Totally, absolutely. Working towards the same end goal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, that's, that's when we met. I mean, that was just so evident that we both have a deeper purpose, which is basically making the world a happier place to be. And music does that. It connects you with people so easily and internationally, regardless of language. And it's wonderful. It's just the best thing ever. It is. Even better than cheese, eh? Oh, yes. <laughs> Maggie doesn't like cheese. She admitted it before we started talking. I think I think that's a little bit worrying myself, but we're going to go with that. Oh, sorry, she likes cheese on pizza. Now everyone knows the secret. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your time, Matt. I really, really oh, appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It's, I mean, I love talking about music and you love talking about music. Yeah. So it's same stuff. It's yeah. great. And we could have gone on for hours and hours, but you know, we're scared. We'll have to do more. We'll have to do more. Have to, <laughs> the second part and the third part. <laughs> oh, be great. It'd be great. Can't wait. Lovely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm giving you a virtual high five. Wow, that was amazing. Was it just me or did that go by way too fast? 
Now, if you don't want to stop here and you want more singing tips, tricks, and exercises, head on over to www.singinginsiders.com. Also, if you liked and valued this episode, be sure to subscribe to this show, share it with your friends, and leave a review so that we can reach even more singers and spread the power of singing. So thank you for being here. Thank you for your enthusiasm and support. And I look forward to see you here again soon. Bye.